cliffcentral.com. We can turn our attention to our friend Yaku Voigt, who is from Catalytic, and it's always good to have Yaku on the show. We don't have him on um, every week, but we have him on every other week. And he's here this morning. He's got his own show on this morning, which you can catch a little bit later on. It's called Unbundled. But um, Yaku's here this morning to share with us some some wisdom, some stories, some stuff we need to know. How are you doing, man? Uh, Yaku, you're on mute. How's it, Levang? Welcome back. How's it? How's it? Hi, Yaku. How are you? Uh, I was listening uh, intently to, to Garrett going on, and I think it's quite relevant. Oh, is it? I'm, I'm glad that somebody agrees with me because the, I'm, I'm just tired of being like, you know, if you're going to lie to me, like at least make it a good lie. I don't mind if you're going to try and pull the wool over my eyes, but then make it a good story. Like, you know, and then the shark came out of the water and it jumped up and it grabbed my leg, but it only got my little toe. And now I've been in hospital for a week. And, you know, tell me a good story. Then I'll go, wow, it was worth being bullshitted. You agree? I think it's it's been drawn out for so long uh, they don't even have to try anymore. It's just uh, just say anything and then people just uh, go for it and believe it. It's a bit bizarre for me, to be honest. And yet these are the these are the very people, Yaku, who are trying to tell us that they have a monopoly on the truth. They're the ones who say, you know, the, the, this Joe Biden who's trying to re his his administration that are trying to redefine the word recession, even though it's been an established word that has a meaning in economics for the longest time. He's the one who's trying to redefine it. He is also the one who tried to establish a ministry of disinformation not so long ago. They put this woman in who was a complete crackpot. She was singing like songs from The Sound of Music on on YouTube. They're going to put her in charge. There was such, such outrage from people. They were like, no, 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 you can't put a ministry of disinformation in place. This is like George Orwell's 1984. So they said, oh, oh okay, well, we won't do that then. And they quickly withdrew her. These are the people who are going to lie to us, and yet they want to tell us they're busy making sure we're not lied to by everyone else. Nonsense. Uh, from uh, Jacinda, New Zealand, that also oh, yeah. uh, she was also saying uh, we the, uh, we the single source of truth, so right. just believe everything oh. that we say. You know, so it was interesting right. that. Um, I basically, I think what we're all getting to here is that if government tells you something, it's usually. Just because it comes from them, it's usually the opposite of the truth. Uh, you know that almost almost leads into into the 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 let's call it the commercial reality that we live in is because people find it more and more difficult to discern, uh, you know, what's the truth versus um, you know a good sales pitch. Or um, um, and I think uh, you know if you look at what's happening in, in the South African market, I don't know if you saw uh, last week. Uh, M10 said they they in the process of. Of, uh, or they made a bid to, to buy Telcom, um, yeah. and in a, and in a couple mm. of months earlier, Vodacom was doing the same. You know, so so it, it's actually quite topical. I, I was just thinking before we started about these sort of mega corporations that uh, that's starting to come about. Um, you know, as the market consolidates, and in uh, as a as a little small business somewhere, uh, uh, you know, you, you you just becoming sort of more diminutive uh, by the minute as you go on, you know, you're just becoming almost less and less relevant. So, Yaku, you've been in the in the telecom, the telco business for a long time. You understand internet service provision. That's why you started this business and you're in charge of, of Catalytic now. But what is the state of play at the moment? Because it used to be that Vodacom and MTN were the big guys. Um, telecom obviously used to have all the fixed line infrastructure, which is pretty much redundant in most places. Um, and then there's cell C kind of trailing behind them. 
Who are the major players, though? I mean, is that still the state of play, or has it changed? Who who are the big uh, eighteen pound gorillas in the room? I answer that question. Uh, you actually made me think. Now I was having a conversation about a week ago, um, mm-hmm. and and I think um, definitely for me, uh, let's call it post-pandemic. If you you know if that's a term that that's usable. Um, I think customers have become perpetually sort of dissatisfied, you know, so, so like everybody wants more for less, if you want to, if you want to call it that. Sure. But I had such an interesting conversation a, a, a week ago when with a, a guy that was in, in one of the, the, the big original um, internet companies, which is now part of uh, Dimension Data. And he explained to me, you know, when they started out and they had these, uh, these blue chip customers and in, uh, you know, you had like a, uh, like a dedicated support desk and a direct number for a support guy, et cetera, et cetera. And then yeah. as that sort of value chain, uh, you, you know, as it commoditizes, then all of a sudden, even if you, if you find from, let me just use a hypothetical from one of the big banks or whatever, you go mm-hmm. into a queue and, and you wait your turn like everybody else because you've basically chopped off that, that premium portion that you're paying for the service that you're expecting. And then all of a sudden, everybody's like, Oh no, but you, why must I now get such uh, terrible service? It's, uh, it's ridiculous. So, so it's a, to a degree, um, uh, customers also, uh, you know, create uh, the, the, uh, uh, unideal circumstances for themselves by, by, uh, you know, pushing for this constant commoditization, uh, uh, and saying, yeah, oh, you know, I want to cheaper, cheaper, cheaper. And mm-hmm. uh, ultimately, people keep cutting, cut, cutting the costs. But uh, and 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 then you've got this perception of, oh, I need to change to a different service provider because the service is bad. But it's like that with everybody, you know. Like like if you don't run lean and mean in this market, um, you've got a problem. And and that's why, uh, you, you know, M10 is probably making a play for somebody like a telecom or whatever because in those larger ones. Um, it's it's uh, it's it's more difficult to 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 run lean and mean, and then obviously you know the bigger the machine, the slower the the cogs are turning. You know, so from an end customer perspective, um, you know, it doesn't matter how the markets uh, spin it. I don't I don't fundamentally believe it's 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 a it's a good thing. It's probably inevitable, um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I I think I think as a, as an end customer, you know, that's something that I. Uh, speak in in my show about often the customer has got to be more discerning around who they do business with and who it is that they that they um, uh, pick to do business with uh, and who they entrust their business um, to. So so the big ones uh, at the moment are those guys that you mentioned, and then there's uh, I mean then there's obviously Dimension Data um, uh, is a big one. Uh, the whole of Vox Group they've just rebranded themselves to Vivica. Right. That's quite a big monster, um, you know. They, they, and, and then, uh, and then, obviously, those uh, the big mobile guys, like like you mentioned, you know, those are the guys. And then, um, you know, and then you've got Liquid, who's, who was the original second network operator. You know, so those are almost the the mainstream players. Um, but I mean, as you can see, I mean, Telcom, uh, you know, fifteen years ago or ten years ago, even it was unimaginable that somebody would come and, and, and just have the ability to say, listen, we're going to buy you out. And, and it's not even considered to be that big a transaction but, if you listen to the financial analysts. You know, they're talking about 15 billion rand or something like that. It's not even, it's not even that massive. But from a consumer perspective, in my opinion, I don't think it's, a good, uh, it's not a good place for, for where the market's at. 
So what, what does this mean for consumers? Because as these companies get bigger, they, they become further and further, more and more dis- disintermediated from the, from the clients. Obviously, this mm-hmm. is an advantage for you guys. You, you must be licking your lips, Yaku, because it means that you're going to have a lot of dissatisfied MTN and telecom customers coming to you. It's, it's actually, uh, and, and it's true. Um, you know, we always say, you know, if those big guys, if they were firing all, on all cylinders, we probably wouldn't exist. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think from, from our perspective, you know, the, the, the challenge or the work that we have to do primarily on a daily basis is explain to customers what, uh, what that value is that we can deliver and what the benefit is for them in terms of, in terms of not, uh, um, you, you know, going with those big guys. And it's interesting, you know, because like in all of the, the businesses that I've been involved in, you know, we've always, um, sort of, uh, we were the guys that were disintermediating these regulated large type guys, yes. which cu- which customers have been calling for. Um, and yet, some customers, when you, you know, when it gets to that point, then they go, "Yeah, but you know, I'm not, I'm not really sure. You guys look a bit new, you know. So let me just stay. So, so like, you know, you've got to also pick your uh, uh, what do you want? Do you want somebody that that's going to fight for you and, and and make sure that you get value for money and the best deal or, or do you want to have your cake and eat it, you know? So, so it's a, it's an interesting market. All right. So, so let's just understand this quickly from the point of view of the customer, because that's all that matters. I mean, we're only interested in ourselves as customers. We're not that uh, worried about all the other stuff. The, the whole model for these guys has changed so much too. And this is where you've got like years of experience in this. So you're the only guy who can answer this without, without um, like propagandizing the answer. Originally it was about, connecting people via cell phones. I mean, remember, that was where MTN and Vodacom made all their money, and they charged us a fortune. Remember what you you had airtime, then you had SMS bundles, and you had um, you had, had call t- you know like unlimited calls or whatever. Then they moved from that on to data. Now data is the only thing anyone cares about. All the other parts of their packages are completely useless. And they've been trying to find new income streams. Have they found any? Have companies like Vodacom really done anything innovative in the last 10 years? So that is a hot-button question. I'm, I'm having lunch with some, some people from Vodacom today, so I might have to pay if I answer that question. Um, I, no, I, think, I mean, this is um, true, right? Because I remember they, they were the darlings of the industry and everybody was looking, well, what is, if, uh, if Vodacom are doing something, it must be amazing. I mean, you had Alan Knott Craig, who was this, he was considered this paragon um, and, and he knew what he was doing and he was way ahead of the game. And then, Ever since then, it's been kind of like, well, maintenance and then not just even maintenance, mm. but like going backwards because their main product was suddenly cheap. And uh, so to answer your question, and I think that that's part of the reason why you see this, uh, this, this drive for consolidation, because when you get scale, you, you, you get efficiency. So, so mm. it, it, you know, if you're not creating new markets or if the market's saturated or whatever, the only thing that's left is you can consolidate and, and that sort of, that's sort of where we're at now at the moment, you know, like, like, and, and I think there's been a lot of talk about it in the market for quite a while, but I think that, it, you know, specifically post COVID, et cetera, et cetera, uh, that's happening now where these guys are going, well, the only, the only real new numbers that I can put on the board is, 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 is by consolidating and, and, um, and buying up other existing businesses. That's not great, right, Yaku? I mean, if that's all you're doing, that's not great, huh? All right. Well, there's a look into, and the, and the, into that world, yeah? Back to my starting point, if you're a, if you're in small business, like you say, the people that, that care about themselves, uh, imagine now if you like uh, my little example of a 
a 20-man accounting business and you have to find some massive call center and wait in a queue for something, uh, you know, the, the bigger the organization, the more difficult it is to, to deliver an individualized service. And there's a lot of talk in the market. And I mean, I, I might contradict some of the, the technology that we believe in, but, uh, you know, there's a lot of talk in the market where, where you've got to send customers into a, a self-service online queue and this and that and this and that. But fundamentally, people want to speak to, to people. And when you've yep. got a problem, you want to pick up the phone, you want to find somebody and say, listen, uh, this is this is Gareth, phoning from Cliff Central. I want this problem sorted out. You don't want to sit there and press IVRs for, for the whole day and for the beach, you know. So well, be, um, be through to a call center in India, for example, which is what a lot of people have found themselves uh, being put through to, right? It's also a big problem. On one of those, it's terrible. <laughs> All right. Well, it continues to English be... English accent uh, with somebody in India. It's, it's, an, no. it's uh, almost impossible. But, Yaku, this is exciting for the customers. So, in the end, we're going to be the ones who benefit. And I'm, I'm only too happy about that. The, the, uh, the, the end customers got to be more discerning and, and understand what it is that they expect from their service provider. And, and I think if, you, if, if that's the case, then, uh, then I think there can definitely be a win-win type scenario um, uh, uh, to me, I think every customer engagement is almost like a, a partnership. You, you, you've got to pick somebody that you can that you can walk the road with, in, instead of you, you know just today is a yellow smarty and tomorrow is a is a black smarty or whatever mm-hmm. the case is. You know you, you, you've got to you've got to pick somebody that you that you that you walk the road with. Just like you have to choose your news sources, I'm afraid um, it's down to you. You can't uh, expect someone else to make these decisions for you. If you do let someone else make them for you, you deserve whatever happens afterwards. Jakub Voigt is from Catalytic. He's got his own show on cliffcentral.com called Unbundled. They do lots of interesting things on the show. I advise you to listen this morning. You're on live on cliffcentral.com and you can always get the podcast to cliffcentral.com.